If I were to ask you to name the top three most liked news pages on Facebook, who would you have in mind? BBC? CNN? Ron are both counts, unfortunately. Topping the list is a news page that has 115 million likes and it belongs to CGTN. Who the hell is CGTN? Some of you must be asking. It is the television station owned by the Chinese government that operates outside of China. It was actually banned in the UK earlier this year. Its siblings, China Daily and China Xinhua News, took second and third place with nearly 200 million likes between them. And guess what? The CCP dominance continues as People's Daily has firmly taken the fourth place with 86 million likes. Between the four of them, they have amassed more than 390 million likes, more than the entire US population and five times that of Britain. These numbers are unbelievable, particularly when you consider the fact that Facebook is banned in China. Today, let's find out answers to some of our questions. How does China do it? Where did they get all those likes? What about other media outlets? Did they do anything naughty in Britain? I'm Sharon, and this is Straight Talk. According to Social Blade, these four Chinese state-run outlets are the only news pages that have made it to the list of world's top 25 most liked Facebook pages. Do these numbers show genuine popularity of these CCP media outlets? Of course not. What they do show, though, is that the CCP has been working quietly over the years to sharpen its influence tools as they set their sights on dominating the world. To expand their presence in social media, these CCP media outlets pay to make their posts go viral. Those posts are usually innocent and fun. Once users have liked the page, they will start receiving news updates from the outlet, including many that promote CCP narratives on subjects such as Xinjiang or Hong Kong. Since 2018, between these media outlets, they have run nearly 1,000 such sponsored posts. They have been working very hard indeed. In October last year, China Daily reached more than 1 million Facebook and Instagram users with a paid documentary titled Western Media Unlocked Unmasking Hypocrisy and Propaganda. The documentary aimed to dismiss claims about the mistreatment of Uyghurs, the Muslim population residing in Xinjiang. It told viewers that Western politicians, think tanks and media conspired the narratives with ill intent. In January this year, when the outgoing U.S. administration branded Beijing's action to a Uyghur's genocide, the international pressure was mounting. China Daily paid three more posts to counter-attack. This is how the Chinese government takes advantage of an open system to support their often sick agenda. More recently, other shady methods they use have come to light. Twitter made the astonishing discovery in June last year that close to 200,000 accounts operated on behalf of the CCP. More than 23,000 of them were identified as a core of the CCP network. Another 150,000 accounts were used to amplify their tweets. Twitter shut them down, of course. These fictitious accounts were operated by what we call keyboard warriors, who are hired by the Chinese government to post comments on domestic and international digital platforms. They are also called by another less exciting name, the 50 cents army. 50 Chinese cents is the rate at which they are paid for every comment they post. That is equivalent of five pence per posting. They curse, they mock, they praise, they cry foul, 
all to support the agenda of their employer. It was estimated in 2015 that there were between 10 and 15 million keyboard warriors. Four million of them were said to have been recruited from universities. This invisible army is hard to track. Twitter closed some fake accounts, but the keyboard warriors easily open more. Ordinary Chinese citizens are banned from accessing Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, so it is not about brainwashing its own citizens in this case. The Chinese government is going on the offense to use the platform to sow propaganda and disinformation internationally. Their target is certainly not limited to social media. You see, more than 10 years ago, Beijing decided on the strategy of getting foreign media to work for them. They set their sights first on those cash-strapped Chinese language media outlets in countries like Britain. This is when their takeover operation began in Britain. Every Chinese language media company here in the UK that fell for the tactic was hooked up with one or more state-owned media outlet in China. How does the partnership work exactly? The media companies here in Britain print content straight from their partners in China. Sometimes they run feature stories based on the information fed to them by the state media. The UK media companies also organize events that support the interests of the Chinese government. What do they get in return? Advertisements and sponsorship from China. Uh, Mr. Dai Kai, founder of London-based Chinese Weekly, said openly that the Chinese market is important to him and that he will consider China's feelings when deciding content and direction of the paper. By China's feelings, he meant the feelings of the Chinese government, of course, because ordinary Chinese people cannot read papers published overseas. Mr. Dai also has an office in Beijing and owns wealth management and immigration practices. Also, several Chinese language media outlets in Britain were launched right around 2009-2010, shortly after the communist regime fixed its overseas media strategy. Is this pure coincidence? These news outlets have published article after article content that either sings the praises of the Chinese government or criticizes the West. They reported views of the Chinese ambassador, but none from British politicians. They told the line of CCP on human rights issues and disagreed with English-speaking media's reports on Tibet and Xinjiang. How could the British government allow these propaganda pieces to be published? These are not journalism, and they are not about free speech either. These are premeditated acts to ultimately destroy our values and society. The Chinese Communist regime is waging a silent war in our backyard. Yet we're still feeling noble about letting them in and engaging with them, thinking we're helping them change. In the meantime, the Chinese government closely guards their territory. Just a few days ago, UK top diplomat ambassador Dame Caroline Wilson was summoned and told off by the Chinese foreign ministry. She was accused of arrogance, prejudice, double standards, and manipulation. Her crime? She posted an article in Chinese on WeChat, a Chinese social media network, explaining the role of free press in democratic societies. Wilson told how British press criticized their government and report on scandals of the officials. The Chinese Foreign Ministry said Wilson's article confuses the white with the black, whatever that means. WeChat banned sharing of the post because it angered the Chinese government. The Chinese government always reacts extremely strongly to criticism. It is not only because they didn't want people to hear it. 
they make it so unpleasant that no other countries will ever do anything similar. It was more of a strategy than an emotional outburst. I'm very proud of what Ambassador Wilson did. She told the Chinese that she stands by her post. As a sharp contrast, her counterpart, former Chinese ambassador to the UK Liu Xiaoming, placed more than 170 pieces in mainstream British media without any complaint from the British government. I did a quick check. He wrote 37 articles in Telegraph alone. These articles argued against British government policies related to Chinese companies and pushed the Chinese narratives. The Chinese regime has been extremely successful in pushing their narratives here in the West because they knew how to exploit the Western naivety. The idea of the Chinese Communist Party simply representing a different ideology and deserving to be treated equally like any other political parties is simply wrong. The CCP has carried out mass murder and genocide of its own people more than once. Do you think giving Beijing, with the blood of tens of millions of people on its hands, unhindered access to our country will help it change for the better? It is one thing that we want to help a regime to change for the better. It is another that we let go of our common sense and welcome them into our homes. It would be even more naive to think that we can do business with China and still come out unscathed. Why am I so sure about this? Because the CCP will raise you to the bottom of the moral baseline. This is it for today. I hope you have enjoyed it. Again, kindly support this channel by liking it and sharing it. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification bell for future episodes. Thank you and see you next time.